They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are so excited today. I have a special guest for you, and you are going to love her story. Today, I have Coley Otzel, and Coley is, she has a situation where she, her dad actually had T-cell lymphoma, and yeah. it's a cancer, and so she when she was eight years old, and I'm going to let her share this story, but when she was eight years old, she started cutting her dad's hair. This was before he was diagnosed with the T-cell cancer. And as she turned 14, when he was diagnosed, she just continued on to do that. And she also is now a mom. She has two beautiful kids. And her priority is her own hair education company called American Salon Academy. And I'm going to actually let her tell the story about that and a little bit more about the story about your dad and, and what was happening at that moment when here you are, you're a young kid and you're already cutting your dad's hair. And now your dad has cancer. He has this T-cell lymphoma and he obviously is probably losing his hair and he's asking you to cut his hair, totally cut it off, right? So without right. further ado, I'm going to introduce Coley. So Coley, thank you for joining us today. And go ahead and share us a little bit about your story. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm going to try and make it the whole way through without crying, okay? <laughs> I'll just say that starting off. So yeah, I mean, you said it very beautifully. Basically, when I was eight years old, my dad he would always let me cut his hair. It was sort of a fun thing for the two of us to do. And I'm sure that the haircuts were not great. And I'm sure that he always had to go get them fixed, you know, because what eight-year-old can really do that great of a job? Right. But, you know, he was a soldier and he always allowed me to feel like I did a great job. And so that continued um, through a lot of years. You know, I can remember, I think it was probably eight, I can't remember if I was eight or nine, but he got me like an actual kit. So I had like, clippers and I had like actual scissors and stuff. And so I was like, so proud of this. And, you know, when I was 14, I actually found out, well, he found out that he was diagnosed with T-cell lymphoma cancer. And so he had come to me and my sisters and he explained to us that, you know, he was going to need his hair shaved off and that he was going to start radiation and chemo and sort of explaining to us what this whole process would be like. And so I remember standing in the kitchen with the clippers, you know, that he had got me for Christmas a few years back and shaved off his wavy, thick, brown, beautiful hair. 
and shaved mm-hmm. it off. And he, we actually kept it and put it in a bag. And it was just so touching and such a moment, you know, like a powerful, powerful moment that I will never, ever forget. And it really shaped me and it made me really connect so much more to people giving back to people and, you know, just haircutting and the love and the passion that goes along with it. Yeah. So you kind of started at a a really young age and kind of developed that passion, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was always in me, you know, sometimes people are lucky enough to know what they want to do at a young age. And I, I was lucky enough to be one of those people. I love it. I love it. Here your dad is at this tender moment of having to lose his hair and you get to be a part of that in some, you know, small way of being able to help him to probably feel better about himself because I went through cancer and I know how it feels when your hair's falling out and you look like I did anyway. I felt like I looked like an old lady, you know, because I had blotches of hair. And I remember the moment that they shaved my head how it, it almost felt like freeing, like, oh my goodness, I got my youth back because it was just really a strange feeling. But so how was that moment when you were, you were there and, and of course your dad's a male and sometimes males do a little bit better with this, but was that very emotional for you at that moment when you were shaving his head? Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was so powerful. It was so strong and it was all the energy in the room from my two sisters and my dad as well. It was a lot of heartache, a lot of love and just pure family emotion, you know, and it just, I don't know. I mean, you would know you went through that moment of losing your hair. And so at at one point it seemed freeing on on the other point, it seemed like, okay, where, where do we go from here? You know, this is the first step into this new Mm -hmm. journey. Yeah. And after that, he actually, he lived in the Cleveland clinic for a year where he was actually in a, a glass room where nobody was allowed to go in. So I can remember uh, living with him and sitting outside of his glass room where I could only watch him. I couldn't actually touch him. And so I would color him, you know, pictures and like tape the pictures to the the glass wall, hoping he would, you know, like wake up and see them. And yeah. Mm, that is so hard. So you were actually living on the outside of this in the hospital? Yeah. When he first went in there, I can remember, yeah, there was like a little chair that they had like outside of his room. I mean, like I said, it was an all glass room, but there was a little chair that was sort of still in the hospital room that you could see into his room. And I remember sleeping like I would sleep there night after night. My sister actually, too, she had lived there with him for a little while. And yeah, I mean, he was in there for a year. And so, you know, there was nights and, and days and weeks that we would just live there, you know. So T-cell foma must be, so they have to isolate them then from the outside world. Is that, uh, is there a reason for that? Like, are they protecting them? Are they, like, do they get, being around other people obviously is danger for them. So they isolate them in these rooms? Well, he had, it was very, very aggressive. They did not expect him to live 
they were preparing my family for him to not walk out. And so I think his was a very extreme case. It was actually in his sinuses, in his face. And so it, nobody could, it, you know, the, the, it has to do with the white blood cells and it, it just no germs. I mean, if you sneezed, he could have died, you know. And so he had to be just alone and you could not go in there without a complete whole gloves and a face mask. And, you know, none of the doctors could even go in without putting on a full suit. Oh, my goodness. I just can't imagine. So a year and a half of this, you did that. So now your dad is doing better. Is that correct? Yeah. Me and my sister actually at my wedding, I got married in 2012 and my my two other sisters were, were married and we had a speech and we just never imagined because of the doctors preparing us for him to not walk out. We just never imagined that he would come home. And he did. And he walked every single one of us down the aisle. And Mm -hmm. he is a beautiful human. Uh, I see him as a grandfather and my dad. And it's just an absolute wonderful, wonderful story because we, like I said, we just didn't expect it to have the outcome that it had. And, you know, I don't know what you believe in, but for me, you know, God has been very, very good to my family. Oh, I believe in God too. And I believe in miracles. So I love, love the story (laughs) of hope and you know, you just, like you said, you were at that point to where you didn't think he was going to walk you down the aisle, but here you are. Now, how many years has this been? Oh, boy. So I am 33, and it happened when I was 14. Wow. So it has been quite a while. So that's awesome. So almost 20 years, so about 19 years, right? Yeah. All right. Wow. That, that is such a miracle story. And I love sharing miracle stories as well to see that, you know, there is hope. We're praying yeah. here. He was in this isolated room in this area where, where you really felt like, are we ever going to be able to hug my dad without having all these things on again? And, and yet you were yeah. able to. And I, and I love the story of the hair and how that nurtured your your whole desire to cut hair. And tell me a little bit, you have a company called American Sun Academy and it's a podcast actually. Yeah, I have a few things going on. My company's name is American Sun Academy. And because I was lucky enough to know what I want to do when I was a young age, I became very focused and very motivated and very driven. You know, in one sense, that was very tough for me to watch my dad go through that. But in the other sense, as far as business is, it gave me a drive that nothing else could have given me because I realized that time is so valuable and that, you know, you don't, you're not promised tomorrow. And I I learned that at a really young age, which was very difficult to learn, but it really kicked my butt into gear and it shifted me to a place where it's like, stay focused, stay motivated, keep your eye on the prize. And so my company is hair education company. I do a lot of online stuff. But yeah, I I love to give back to people because, you know, the empathy is there and I feel for people and I do charity runway shows. Um, I have, you know, I do apprenticeships, so I train um, hairstylists coming up through the industry and I I do mentoring and, you know, different things like that. Mm, I just love it. I am so excited that the listeners get to hear this awesome story about your, you know, success of, of such a tragedy story of your dad, but yet turned out to be such a success and, and just a celebration of life and 
and what yeah. you are, are doing and everything you're giving back. So, so what would you say was the one thing, because I always ask my, my listeners and my guests, what is the one thing that made the biggest transition for you to get through that hard time that you had? You know, I would say kind of what I just said with the empathy and being able to give back to people. I think the most important thing that I would keep in mind is that, you know, and it sounds very cliche and I don't want it to sound that way, but you aren't promised tomorrow. And if you want something, you've got to fight for it. You know, if it's in your heart, I would encourage people to follow their heart. Uh, For me, that's what it is. It's just a matter of, am I going to take this hardship and this really tragic time in my life? And am I going to look at it and, and be sad about it and hang on the sadness? Or am I going to use it as fuel to help me and other people through this journey of life? And that's what I chose to do. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story today, for being able to be vulnerable and share this touching story about your dad. And I just appreciate you coming on the show today. And as you know, our show is called Power to Grow because we all have the power to grow within us. We all have trials. We all have things that happen to us, but it's that power inside that makes the difference. So Kelly, thank you again for joining us today and giving hope to our listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.